On today's Friday Fire, we talk about giving yourself the chance, showing yourself that you can do hard things and adopting an I won't quit mindset and gaining the perseverance through grit and discipline that you need to improve your life. We talk about knowing your why and the importance of that as you take on challenging things in your life to become a better version of you as we are ever evolving. So if you're somebody right now who feels like you are struggling, you are finding that you are just not in a place that you want to be, this is our reminder to you to give yourself the chance and show yourself that you can because we believe in you and we know that you can do anything that you desire as long as you commit and follow through. Let's dive in. You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Friday, everyone. It is Friday before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get my hair did today. Ooh, I was actually thinking about that on the way over because my hair is extremely long right now and I love it. Like I love long hair. I'm one of those people that always goes to get haircuts and like in the moment I'm like, yeah, just cut it short. And then I'm like, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, but my hair is getting really long and like I could tell the ends need it. So I might need to go and I'm going to only get the ends cut off because I love my long hair. My hairstylist knows. I've told her twice this summer, if I come in and I tell you to cut it, that means you you just tell me, okay, and then you actually don't do it. <laughs> um, it was funny because my husband was getting his hair cut um, by a lady that used to come to our, our gym, and he was telling me that there was a girl there. I don't know. She probably was like 14 or 15. I don't know, like some teenage that was there and she had beautiful long hair and wanted to cut it like above her shoulders and some sort of like I don't know person that she watches on TV or something is what she wanted to look like and Lena told her no she was like I'm sorry but I cannot cut your hair off I can't cut it this short if you this is really what you want uh, then you need to go to like super cuts or something because she told her she's like this is gonna look horrible she's like your hair is beautiful so I guess the girl and her mom went for a walk while my husband got his hair cut done and then she came back in and she had like been crying on this walk about it and they just you know came to a resolution that she would cut it a few inches off, but not all the way up. Like, I think it was like a boy cut, bob cut. That oh, she wanted. wow. Oh, no, I no. did that when I was a teenager. It was no, terrible. Thank you. No, thank you. So really funny story, actually. Last Friday, we were all hanging out outside with, um, luckily, our, our neighborhood has like a bunch of kids on our block that Carson loves. Um, and they were all playing outside and we were all, all the parents were standing on one of the driveways talking and Carson ended up like back by our house, a few houses down, just kind of, you know, doing yard work, playing with his yard tools. And he's been using his little toy scissors to cut the bushes, <laughs> and, which Nick hates, but it's so funny. He loves it. And so Nick went back over there at one point to just like check on him because he was like a few houses down and we hadn't like watched him for a couple of minutes. And Nick, Nick comes back and he goes, so Carson was cutting his hair. Oh, <laughs> I was no. like, what? He's like, yeah, I mean, it, he didn't cut like a lot, but he had a lap full of hair that he had cut with the scissors. <laughs> And luck, I mean, like he's a boy. He obviously, it really, you couldn't tell at all. Um, and anyways, we would have just probably buzzed his head. But 
it was so funny. I was like, mom cut her hair when she was little. I cut my hair when I was like, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years old because I had bangs and I wanted to get rid of them. But um, if you're a hairstylist, you don't really, that doesn't work like that. You can't just cut your bangs off. You have to let them grow out. And so I had like one and a half to two inch long little like stems from the top of my head just sticking out until they fully grew out. It was Oh my gosh. No, I remember I had to probably be maybe nine or 10. And my best friend and I at the time thought that we should get matching haircuts. And we went super short. I'll have to see if I can dig out some pictures. We both talk about it today. It's like, why did our parents let us do this? This is atrocious. Uh, We looked like boys. But we thought that it was going to be cute to have these short matching haircuts. Um, but yeah, speaking of, so I posted this, I don't know, probably a couple of weeks ago now on Instagram, but Marcus was giving daddy a haircut. He's giving me a haircut. And I was like, how many of you guys remember cutting your own hair as a kid? So many people like, yes, 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 yes. I'm like, yeah, because we used to do that. We would go upstairs and my mom's, uh, like the middle bathroom is what we called it. And we'd set up chairs and we'd pretend like we were hairstylists and start to color and cut, uh, our own oh hair. That wasn't very good. But, um, Anyways, yeah, I uh, my husband wants me to be platinum blonde, and yeah, <laughs> he's been asking me to go more blonde. I'm not doing it. Uh, we're doing copper and blonde, and then I'm gonna just get layers so that it's like not as heavy because my hair is very thick. I need to get it thinned out. Nick could not give two shits. He like I don't even know if he knows what color my hair is now. Really? I feel like yeah. I mean, I'm sure he does. I'm not giving him any credit, but like he's so oblivious to those things. Like when mm. I get a haircut, if he doesn't know I'm getting one, he doesn't. But then he yells at me that I don't notice like a new flower he put in in the front lawn. Oh, like we have very different things that we notice. Pay attention to. Yes, pay attention to. Oh, art pays attention to everything. So, so. does yeah, and I think yeah, I don't know. Nick does not. He pays attention to a lot of things, things that he wants to pay attention to. And I pay a lot of attention to things that I want to pay attention to. So, you know. Well, I think the key is you have to have a good hairstylist and one that... I have an amazing one. You know, like I I text her a picture of what I want because it's just a little bit darker um, with some brighter pieces and she wrote back something jargon about hairstylist that like i don't know okay whatever i don't get it you know what you're doing i'll let you just do it but this is kind of like my vision and i just wrote her and said remember because i'm having a day that i want to chop it off (laughs) don't let me chop it off i remember i was booking an appointment i go to mario chicochi and there's a hairstylist there that i love that i've been going to for a couple years now and when i never originally booked her nick was like sitting at the computer with me And the more experienced haircut uh, or hairdressers are more expensive. And Nick was like, I don't understand. Why are you paying $70 when that person's $40? And I was like, because they have more experience. (laughs) Nick goes to sports clips. Like, that's what he does. (laughs) Guys guys don't get it. Guys just don't get it with hair. Uh, Because it grows and then they get another haircut in three weeks. Like, I get one to two haircuts a year. Like, it's very important when those haircuts happen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So, today... We are talking about the concept of actually giving yourself a chance to fill in the blank, feel better, lose the weight, show yourself you can. Like human beings, unfortunately, are not logical creatures. We are emotional. We are often irrational, especially when it comes to what matters most. For instance, how many times have you started a positive routine? Something that's been, you know, like journaling, meditating, working out, waking up early to work out or go for a walk, reading more. And no matter how amazing it felt, you stop doing it. You stop making time for it. 
Like how many times? It's infuriating, right? I mean, I've been there. I am not immune to this. I have totally been there because deep down, you know this truth. You know that consistency is the key to success in every single area of your life, from nurturing relationships to having incredible health and fitness, fitness to growing a business to being successful in literally anything. And when you're pushing a worthwhile goal, it is usually still inevitable that at some point you think the following thoughts. Something's like, this is harder than I thought it would be. Or why is this taking so long? Or I'm getting nowhere with this. I keep failing at this goal. I don't want to right now. I can't do this. What was I thinking? Like we just basically start to talk ourselves out of the positive changes that we are making an effort towards. And I think the biggest problem is that this is such a learned response for people that they often don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. They just end up on the other side angry at themselves for stopping. Yes. And I love, you know, kind of the analogy that Andy Frisella gave. Um, there was a podcast that's been a couple of years ago that I was listening to. Um, and he's talking about basically the concept here is that even though something is hard and it's challenging for the first 21, 30 days, you're often when you want to quit on the brink of a big breakthrough, like really where you are on the other side of now I feel amazing. Now I'm really proud. I feel really accomplished or this habit becomes more second nature and you enjoy like the walks that you're doing, for example, like Becca and I, even after 75 hard, I've prioritized my walks still. I've prioritized my reading. I'll say I did take a couple of days off and, you know, lost uh, sight of that for a few days. And now I'm like, okay, really pushing for like 20 pages a day because I want to beat my husband in our, our challenge. But, um, you know, I think we often we're doing something and we feel good about it and we're starting to build this traction and this momentum, but then life happens and your kid gets sick and they throw up everywhere or like whatever it might be that you get stuck at work and you just didn't prioritize it and you rationalize that one or two days off. But then before you know it, it's been a week off and you're like, holy cow, I haven't gone for a walk at all this week. My energy level has tanked. I'm not as nice as I was before. Maybe I'm a little bit more moody or my sleep is not as great because you know I started prioritizing other things instead of getting to bed on time. And so at the end of the day, we have to remember that these things that we want to make us feel good, they have to be done day in and day out. And you have to give yourself the chance to show yourself that you can do these things and just how amazing it feels. And not for 21 days, not for 30 days, like really challenge yourself. When was the last time that I was consistent for a good amount of time to show myself that I could do? And it could be one thing that you picked right? It could be that I'm going to walk every day for 20 minutes, or I'm going to read 10 pages every single day. And then all of a sudden, like we've talked about, you know, in the 75 hard recap, you look back and you're like, wow, I just finished six books. This is great. Like I felt really accomplished. And then you start to miss these things. Like I want to do my daily walks. I want to do my daily reading because I don't feel as good about myself as a productive human being if I don't do these things. And it's hard to explain to somebody who's maybe never done it before, but you've got to give yourself the chance to show yourself what it's like mm-hmm. to do these things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the main things that you need to have is you have to somehow get yourself to adopt the mindset of like, I will not quit. I will not quit. Even if it means, and this is, I think, you know, me setting myself, we're going to get to this piece later in this kind of list of things to focus on. But like, even if it means you doing it when you don't want to do it. In 75 Hard, I often read right before bed, which a lot of nights was not 
good. Like I was getting to bed too late and then I still had to read the 10 pages, which meant to bed I was getting to bed later than I even initially would have been. And that set me up for after I was done with it, I, you know, stopped doing it because I'm like, it's already 10 o'clock. I just want to go to sleep. I have to be up at 5, 5.15. When I was in 75 hard, it didn't matter. I did not, I didn't care. It was getting done because that was the, I will not quit. I will not give in type mindset. So if anyone's watched, for example, like house of cards, I think of Ozarks, like things like this, you know, the main characters, like, yes, maybe they aren't good role models, but like they are ruthless. They are manipulative. They are self-centered. Absolutely. But they do not give up. They just won't give up. Even if all the tables are turned against them, they keep going. And that is what the not giving up mindset entails. Like it is a mindset that yes, you can adopt. Even if you feel like your entire life, you've been a pushover. I have known multiple people. I can think of a couple, even in just the last year that I've seen be that victim person, be that person that everything's working against them. It's never going to be something they can do. They're the, you know, they're different, like whatever you want to say that have totally turned their life around by adopting this type of mindset and becoming confident, becoming happier, becoming relentless, becoming bulletproof. And you have to think of it like, what do you constantly have to tell yourself? You have to start telling yourself different than what you're currently telling yourself. You have to say, I persist when things get tough. I don't give up. I will either find a way or I will make a way. I love like, I love that. You basically... Do not then accept that victim mentality that so many people have in terms of, oh, well, this happened. I think, so what? So what that happened? I can figure out a different way to make it work. You know, every problem has a solution. Every day I gain more knowledge and insight. That's something that I will say was my favorite part of reading. I was the most creative I've ever been during 75 Hard because I was constantly reading different perspectives of people. When we get stuck in this consuming the same information or not consuming any new information and just kind of going about life every day, you are going to stay stuck in the same mental circuits that you've been stuck in this whole time. Like you have to understand setbacks are going to happen. That's okay. There's always a way out of them. Having that I won't quit mindset is going to make it so much easier for you to persist through and refuse to give up until you achieve your goal. And there's no timeline to that goal. I think that's the biggest part of this too. Like Yeah, 75 hard was 75 days. I didn't really have a goal per se for it. I was like, I just want to finish this. Like, Mm -hmm. I just want to do these things. And I took it one day at a time, do these things every single day, no matter what, one day at a time and see what happens. I didn't have a weight loss goal for it. I didn't have a physical goal for it. Like it was literally just, I want to get through this and do it in the best way possible. Yeah. And like on the other side of it, because you have persevered and you've learned to persevere, which is, you know, number two is like, it's one thing to watch other people. It's another thing to learn it yourself. Um, and what true perseverance is, what true mental grit is, what true discipline is, because, you know, in 75 hard or just in our day to day, we have to be very intentional with how we time block, how we set up our day so that we can make sure that we get our workouts in. You know, Becca's up early. I'm up early. Most days, like I can't work out in the middle of the day. Like I don't have time to do that. Or if I do, it's like, 
pointless to me because I don't like wasting time. Like I shower and get ready, do some calls, and then I go work out, and then I got to shower and get ready again and do some more calls. It's like I would just rather keep my morning schedule, get up, get it done, and then I shower and get ready once so that I'm not wasting time. But, you know, for somebody who has gone through anything that has been hard, that's really challenged themselves, there are a lot of great learnings and lessons inside. And I guarantee you, you have more time than you think that you do to do the things that you think that you don't have time to do. Okay. So that is one thing. If you set out to put a consistency calendar on your wall and you picked one goal for yourself, if you want to get a green check mark every single day of those 30 days, I bet you're going to find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. But until you have that, I won't quit mentality or I'm going to persevere through this no matter what you're probably not planning accordingly and prioritizing these things. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of great movies out there, right? Like I love TV. I will say I often fall asleep, so I'm really bad at movies. I fell asleep twice this weekend trying to watch Me Time, the Kevin Hart movie. So funny. Is it? Really like it, but I fell asleep uh watching it Friday night cuz we started it late, and then Sunday afternoon when we got home, I didn't sleep great on Saturday night at the boat just like it's not a great bed. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to start it in the middle. Marcus is napping, I'm going to finish it. 10 minutes later, I fall asleep. Art's like, you suck. You always fall asleep. Nick got so mad at me because this weekend we didn't have the kids for a period of time and I was like folding laundry and doing all this stuff, but I was watching 365 Days, the trilogy movies. And I stayed awake because Nick had a fantasy football draft Friday night. I stayed awake until like 1045 watching the movie and he, he walks downstairs. He's like, what the hell? You never stay awake this long watching things with me. And I was like, well, it's a movie I want to watch. And yeah. then I kept watching it the next day, like while I was folding laundry. He's like, Can I watch? Th- I'm not allowed to watch this with you. I was like, No, this is definitely a movie that I get to watch by myself. <laughs> and I, I finished the two movies that came out this past year in like a matter of 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. If it's something that I really like, like rom coms, I've said this before. Like, I, the Friday before, I stayed up until like 10 30 watching this rom com and art fall asleep. Uh, but anyway, so if you guys haven't watched Me Time, it's really funny. Highly recommend it. I got to finish it uh, sometime this week. I told art, I'm like, we'll just finish it in like 30 minute spurts because that's about the yeah. only amount of time yep. I have after we eat and get down. But if you look to movies that is inspiration, there's a lot of them out there that are based upon real life stories. Like, I think about The Pursuit of Happiness, one of my mm. favorite movies. God. right it's a true story based upon chris gardner right and he's a um, single father of a five-year-old and he rises from basically nothing to being a wall street legend obviously some of these things you know are fiction that are out there and you hear about this overnight millionaire and all these things those things don't exist mm-hmm. what exists is getting down into the trenches and doing the hard work and grinding through it and showing yourself that you can. And so again, they didn't quit. And so for you, when you're trying to implement something, number one, adopt that mentality of I won't quit. And number two, adopt the the perseverance mentality. Like I'm going to persevere no matter what comes my way. I'm going to take this on as a challenge. I'm going to show myself, not anybody else, I said this in the 75 hard recap too. I just chose to do 75 hard for myself. I didn't tell Art or Becca until the day after. And then she's like, oh, I'll do it with you. You know, and like, I'm going to do phase one and I want to do it because this is something that in my mind I mentally committed to and it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging, but I'm like, you know what? I want to do it. And so I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it for anybody else. And so you have to do the things that are important to you for you and nobody else. If you wait for somebody else to come alongside you or to say like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do this with you. Can we start next weekend after I go party all weekend or whatever it is that they might want to do, eat all the cake and the cookies, last chance syndrome, you're never going to start because there's always mm-hmm. going to be something. There's always going to be some event. There's all going to be, you know, people who try to pull you back down and say, well, just wait until after this day, this wedding, this whatever. 
do it for you and adopt this mentality. Yep. I think another thing is you have to have a why Mm. for you, not for anyone else. And that is one of the most important steps to setting a goal. And most people, unfortunately, make this way too surface level. I want to lose 30 pounds. I want to fit into my clothes again. I want to whatever, whatever it is. It's, it's something that's not meaningful. It's something that's not going to be getting you out of bed at 5 a.m. when you do not want to get out of bed. It's not going to be something that's going to keep you from drinking the bottle of wine with your friends that you used to do every Friday night. Like It needs to be something deeper and it needs to be something that is going to keep you from quitting. So that when you feel like quitting, you can look at that reason. You can look to that reason and you can realize this is why I'm doing it. And if you have multiple reasons, even better. For me, like Liz was saying, she did 75 hard for herself. I did 75 hard for myself. I wanted to show myself that I could and I wanted to do it in as healthy of a way as possible because I tend to have a history of undereating, overtraining, and I wanted to do it in a way that wasn't going to run my body into the ground. And I feel like I accomplished that. Is there still always stuff that I can work on physically and health-wise? Yeah, absolutely. But like, I did it to prove myself wrong with something. It was not, again, for a weight loss goal. It was not for a physique goal. Did some of those things happen along the way? Yeah, they did. Awesome. It was not for that. I would have been totally fine if I had pretty much the same body composition from the beginning to the end. I would have been surprised because of everything that changed. But like, I, that wasn't what I did it for. I did it because I wanted to be back to feeling amazing. I wanted to be fit. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to have control of my life again because I felt like I didn't at the time. So you have to have a why that's bigger. And for most people, I think a lot of it probably stems from like you stopped challenging yourself. You stopped having control of your choices and you're uncomfortable because of it and getting back that confidence and control with your life some people get to the place of like, how did I let myself get back here? Or I can't believe that I let myself get to this place. I told myself I wouldn't gain another 10 pounds. And now here I am 30 to 40 pounds later. And again, your why needs to be strong. And I think also at the same time, you need to find a different how. Maybe in college, like me, you did Weight Watchers and it worked. And now you're in your mid 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're like, this isn't working anymore. Um, So refusing to give up does not mean that you should keep doing the same thing over and over again or keep going back to the same thing that you did before keto. Clearly, it didn't work if you're coming back to do it again. If it worked, you wouldn't need to do it again or you would have just maintained it, right? Because it's a lifestyle that you could sustain. So I know that's some some tough love, but this is also Friday Fire. Like I asked people, what did you do in the past and why didn't you sustain it? And it's because they take these extremes. They go super, super hard. They do an approach that is not you know, realistic for their lifestyle 5, 10, 15 years from now. And so don't do the same thing over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. Try a different approach. Continue until you find a method or a technique or a strategy that does work for you. And then Again, you have to keep telling yourself, I'm going to give this time. I'm going to give this a chance because time and time again, we see clients coming in and weight loss maybe isn't as fast as it was when they did some extreme diet that they did before, but yet they fail to recognize digestion's improved, their sleep is improved, their energy is improved. There's a lot of other things biofeedback wise that have improved or that in this season, They need to not focus solely on weight as the goal. They need to focus on their health as the goal. And it's hard because we feel like when we focus on changing, we expect physical change. That doesn't always happen hand in hand. Sometimes it takes time for your body to respond. And so just remember that you need the right approach. You need the right strategy for you in this season of your life. But 
even if you have that, you have to have this relentlessness that you are going to commit to it full force. You're going to persevere and you're not going to give up. And even if you do fail, use it as a learning experience, Mm -hmm. using it as a stepping stone of like, all right, well, that didn't work. So now I know not to do this again. And I know where I can, you know, course correct or Mm self-correct or talk with my coach about, you know, where I'm going to correct. Beck and I fail all the time. All the time. So every time I do, I learn something from it. Mm -hmm. After 75 hard, I mean, I'll be transparent. We've had a couple, what, two weekends here um, where it's like, okay, one weekend I had like a couple glasses of wine. I felt really good about that. Like, cool. Yep. Couple glasses. This past weekend we went to the boat, still way less than I would normally have. But I was like, yeah, you know, I probably didn't have to have like the, mm-hmm. a couple extra cocktails after dinner, even though like I was full. I was just like hanging out and it was fun. Don't get me wrong. I didn't feel like crap the next day. So that's great. It wasn't yep. hungover or anything. But physically, and I, I was um, sharing this with a client call this morning, like I just don't, I feel like I'm in a place, especially after 75 hard, that really just doesn't serve me. And I know my personality. And like we talked about in another episode, like, I do. I love hanging out with people. I love talking to people. I love getting to know people. And so I don't mind staying up late and doing that sometimes, but hand in hand with just having a drink. Like to me, I just, I feel so much better physically without it that I just don't want those things in my life anymore. And like Art and I have had these conversations several times and I think you have to get to that place yourself to where, okay, in the situation, I feel great. We had a couple of drinks, we'll moderate it. The other situations where I know it's a trigger, I just either have to draw harder boundaries or maybe not put myself in those situations. And so just know that in every season, you will continue to learn and evolve and your level that you want for yourself is going to increase if you keep pushing that level higher. Mm -hmm. But it's up to you to do it. Yeah, and use failure as fuel too. Like, what could you have done better? You have to evaluate. You can't just be like, oh, that didn't work. Fuck it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to go back to my old lifestyle habits and I'm just going to keep, you know. What, what's the point, right? That feeling of like, why am I even doing this if nothing works? And this is something that I think a lot of people struggle with that I do, I, I will say, I do get a little frustrated sometimes when I'm talking to people and this is the constant like communication that they have in terms of it's not working. I feel like I'm trying so hard and nothing's changing. Okay, let's take a step back and evaluate. Because again, what did I say in the very beginning of this podcast? Humans are illogical creatures. We are largely driven by emotion and irrational choices. Emotions are input. They are not what should drive our decisions. Should they maybe be evaluated with our decisions? Absolutely. Absolutely they should. But most often we make illogical decisions based off of emotion. We make very quick, abrupt decisions that don't take into account what is actually best for us. And I think that a lot of people can agree on that. I think that's pretty widespread knowledge that we do that as humans. And so when you are trying to make these decisions and you have this like, I feel like I already work out. I feel like I already eat pretty healthy. I don't understand why I'm not seeing better results. The number one thing that I challenge clients and people to evaluate is how is it different than what you've always done? Because if what you've always done is getting you and keeping you where you are right now, you're going to have to make changes to that. I don't care if it feels like it's already a lot. It's the reality. We have to talk in reality terms right now. If what you are doing right now is keeping you where you are, it's not enough to create change. It's just the way it is. And so if right now you're getting 10,000 steps a day, awesome. It's a really healthy habit to keep. If now you're eating 2,000 calories, 1,800 calories, you're, or maybe you're not tracking, but you're eating quote unquote healthy food. You know, you're, you're mindful of what you're eating. You don't overeat carbs, whatever it might be. Okay, 
maybe you need to start tracking and realize how much you're actually eating inconsistently. If right now you're doing three to five workouts a week, it's keeping you where you are, guess what? You might need to be doing more. Unfortunately, that's just the reality of the situation. And it doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't right. It doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't good for you, isn't healthy habits to have. But if it is keeping you where you are, it is not enough to make change. That is just the reality of the situation. And so we have to understand that you sometimes have to look through what you need to be doing in a different lens. And sometimes you need someone to help you do that because unfortunately, again, we are illogical creatures. We are emotional creatures. We're going to tell ourselves, I'm trying really hard. Okay, maybe you are. Maybe you're not trying very smart though. Maybe you need to be a little bit more specific in how you're measuring things and how you're going to approach things. I know for me, I went into 75 hard already doing a lot. I was training with intensity five days a week minimum. I was walking most days. I was eating 85 to 90% really healthy and tracking most days. What 75 hard required me to do was absolutely every day I was doing a 45 minute walk on top of another workout or you know two walks a day. I was tracking my food every single day with no alcohol, no sweets, no extra bites of food, no fried foods. I was reading every day. I was doing, I was drinking a gallon of water every day. It was more than what I was currently doing. In reality, what I was currently doing was a lot. It was more than that though. And that's what brought the change. Not until like, I don't know, day 40, 45 was when my start, my weight actually started dropping more. Um, And so again, it took time. It took a lot of time. Actually, it took like almost two full months for that to happen. Um, But by the end of it, I had gotten down to a weight that I hadn't been at since I like competed. It was insane. Um, but we need to understand, again, it was different than what I was currently doing. Even though what I was currently doing felt like a lot, you sometimes have to evaluate that for yourself and a lot of people won't. Yeah. I think so this is all relative to you, right? And it's relative to what matters most. What are you willing to give up and what are you willing to start prioritizing so that you can work towards your goals and make progress towards your goals. And so we're not saying you got to do 75 hard, but what I think most people need to take away from this podcast is what can I be doing differently to show myself that I can feel amazing? And, you know, there's a really great quote that I saw uh, just on Facebook and, and I get, keep getting these quote cards in my newsfeed, but I think this sums this up perfectly is like, if you can't clean up the whole room, clean a corner of it. If you can't do all of the dishes, do a dish right? Like always look for the thing that you can do. So right now, if you're like, man, there are things in my life that I want to level up. Maybe I'm getting 10,000 steps, but I can't make it to the gym four days a week. Okay. Well, what can you do? Can you do a body weight workout at home on top of your 10,000 steps? Can you buy a pair of dumbbells at TJ Maxx and start to incorporate that? Like what can you do? And if you focus on what you can do, you're going to pave the way for success. And then again, you're going to level up along the way. There will be things that you'll be like, okay, now I showed myself I can do this. I've already got the time allotted. Let me push myself a little bit harder. So again, show yourself that you can do these things. Know your why. Get into that mentality and that mindset of I'm not going to quit. I'm going to persevere. I'm going to show myself that I am worthy of these things and you'll achieve anything that you want as long as you have the right strategy and the plan in place. So that's what we got for you guys. Happy Friday. Have a fabulous safe, fun, wonderful Labor Day weekend. And we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Thank you for listening to The Food Code. If this episode resonated with you, please share, rate, and review as this helps us reach others around the world. With that, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon. Love you guys.